Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. We'll start officially. Welcome to A Creator-Based Life, the weekly podcast for CMH Coaching. We empower women of faith to create the lives they love, the lives they have always wanted. And I'm here with the beautiful JC Bonnet in her beautiful red sweater. She is a mom, a grandma, an avid runner, and genderoost in that amazing cow neck, <laughs> who is a coach, a can grow anything gardener, and a hypnotherapist. And I'm Beth, a master life coach and the creator of the creator-based way. Create your one awesome, amazing, perfectly incredible life. Because that's what we'll help you do with the creator-based way. It is a really exciting life. And you are the only one that gets to create it yourself. Beautiful. So it's the free the season of fresh starts, right? Mm-hmm. We're all we're all all wrapped up in January. But it's also flu season. It's the fresh starts and the flu. They go together. Fresh starts and the flu. (laughs) So my sweetheart is sick for the second week in a row. Mm. Sure, he's dying on the couch. (laughs) Watching um, do-it-yourself, fix your cars and build things. Take apart your cabinets and rebuild them videos. All day long. He doesn't have the flu. He just had a respiratory bug that's just going on and on and on. But my inaugural week has been kind of slow because every time I walk through there, it's just slow. Got that. (laughs) Whatever we're going to do. How's your inaugural week been the first week of the new year? It's a full week. Today's the eighth. I know. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. It is. We, um, yeah, we've been up and running with our clinics and we are in the middle of in the middle, at the beginning, in the middle of having the interior of our house painted. So it's a fresh start, a fresh color. Literally fresh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, moving from like a darker, it's not a dark brown, but, you know, medium brown on our walls to woolly white on our walls. (laughs) But it's just beautiful. So it will be. It will be. I'm excited. I can't Mm. wait to see it. How about you, Jen? How's your week been? Oh, so far, so good. <laughs> yep. 
We have Mastermind tonight. I'm really excited about Mastermind. Um, Sue Pine is coming to teach laughter yoga to our Mastermind group. And I just can't wait. It's going to be like the perfect way to start the year, right? To learn laughter yoga. It's just so good. And it's so good for your health because we thrive on joy. That's what we're created for. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. And for love, to feel loved, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful thing. One of my favorite authors is Henry Nouwen. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, mm-hmm. but I love him. Um, I fell in love with him because of his humility. His name is spelled H-E-N-R-I. Like it should be Henri, you know? And oh, he's yeah. like, oh, it's just, it's just Henry. It's just Henry. And his last name, N-O-U-W-E-N. Like it should be really exotic. He's like, no, just it's just Henry Nowen. Because <laughs> he just is who he is. And he's just so connected with love and the love of life. It's, he's just a wonderful, wonderful author. Mm. One of the things that he says is the question about life. The question is not, how am I to love God? Because don't we get all wrapped up in trying to just be as loving as we possibly can. And sometimes we become unloving because we're trying to love so hard. <laughs> it's the question is not, how am I to love God? But how am I to let myself be loved by God? Mm. And when that just flipped my head around. What do you guys think? How am I to let myself be loved by God? Well, well, what's that say to you? I think sometimes it feels like you have to do something to earn the love, right? Or, yeah. or to be worthy of that, to be worthy of being in his presence, being loved by him. And the, the older I get and the more I learn about love and even having experiences with my children who don't always, and my grandkids and, you know, my pet dog and my horses and <laughs> all, these, yeah. all these things, right? All these that don't, they don't have to earn my love. I just love them. And I've had children that have pushed back on that love, you know, like that they, they don't want to let me love them because they don't feel lovable. And so I think that sometimes I find myself in that same state with God that, well, I don't feel very lovable by him, you know, and it's not that he doesn't love me. It's I'm not accepting his love. And how do I get into that state of feeling like I'll let him. Yeah. Like I'll let him in. Yeah. How do I choose? Because you can say, how do I let myself be loved by anybody? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I let myself be loved to my children? It's a little easier with your kids because you just love them so much, but with your friends or your family or your husband or your partner, how do I let myself be loved? What do you think, Jen? Oh, lots of things. Um, (laughs) I'm with JC too, like, because I don't know, I grew up and we we learn about these things by how we are loved or are what the experiences that we grow up in. Um, And I was a very, it was a very transactional relationship about love in my family. And so that's something that I just equated to God. 
that it was it was going to be transactional. He was a transactional god, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like I have to be a certain way to get certain certain something from him, and so this like unconditional love, you no matter what, just is really hard for me sometimes to grasp, and so that's what I have been trying to learn about in my adult years is that, and just like, you know, somebody can just love me because it's me, you know? Yes. And so, and it's always for somebody else, but not for me, you know? And so I'm trying to unpack that, that belief that's instilled deep within me that I have to be worthy of it or I have to have value or, you know, it's that transactional part of the relationship. Yeah. 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 I love, I love the idea of, how do I let somebody love me for me? Mm -hmm. uh, that's really well said. That is good. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I've been learning is um, one of the things that I've discovered is when I listen to people and really listen and just give them open, just open-ended, let them talk. In general, when they're telling me about the things that are bothering them, it's because that's their judgment of themselves mm -hmm. just in general like like when we don't feel lovable we don't feel like it's because we've judged ourselves unlovable right mm -hmm. um and so one of the things that i've been practicing with is not judging which has been a really interesting experience because when i decided that i didn't want to play judge anymore that i was going to let god judge and do what he wanted to do and suspend judgment in large measure. Obviously you can't suspend judgment on everything, right? You're not going to walk off the end of the bridge. Right. But um, suspend judgment as much as I can and decided I didn't want to play that role of judge. Then love just came flooding in. Mm -hmm. And that really surprised me that I was blocking the love that I was feeling because of the judgment that I was sending out. Have you guys got any experience like that? I mean, that was a real new one for me mm -hmm. that I was literally making my own wall up against mm -hmm. with judgment, whether it was self-judgment or um, perceived judgment of others, which ultimately really was a self-judgment to begin with. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because if you say, oh, how could God love me? That's a judgment, a self-judgment, I'm not enough. And I right. kind of mind to see like doors shut on God's love because I'm not, I'm not accepting. I'm not allowing him to do what he says he can do for me, which is really kind of like, who am I to tell God that he can't love me? <laughs> so it's just kind of like this weird thing going on in my brain. Right. You know? Well, and who am I to tell my boss or my husband or my kid or my yeah. anybody, my, my mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. really interesting. Choosing not to play judge. JC, do you have times when you have chosen not to play judge? Or an experience? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Over the... <laughs> Over the holidays. That's right. Right. You had a whole bunch of family in town. You got to have practice. I forgot oh, about that. Yes. Lots of practice. Yeah, lots of practice. And it was, it was cool because going into it, I had had private conversations with a couple of different members of the family that were key players. And in doing that, having that discussion about this is what I'm going to choose to do this. And that's how I approached it. This is how, what I'm going to choose to do with all of these people. I'm giving them permission to be human. And, wow. and it's just, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm probably going to be tired or hungry or cranky or, just whatever, but yeah, 
I'm going to give, if that happens to you and you say something and offends me, I, I'm not, I'm going to choose not to get offended. I'm going to choose to give you permission to be human because you are, and I'm human. So, and it went, so we just be human together. Yeah. So let's just be human together. And I, and I think when we do that, that, that helps me not to judge is when I can give people permission to be human. And it's, yeah. it is a beautiful place. It helps me to love. It helps me to feel love instead of frustration or annoyance. I, I less eye rolling, less, <laughs> less off the, uh, you know, off the side conversations and uh, that conversations not- of, I wonder why, or how come they, or trying to figure out so that you can excuse something that offended you. You know, where your brain gets really busy and you're trying to figure out all the ways that that could have happened. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. going on inside of them, of why they would react that way. And sometimes it's really easy to see the little child in them. You're like, oh my gosh, that tantrum is not the adult. That's a little child. Uh-huh. Have, have you ever witnessed that? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's the little child not getting, you know, like not feeling seen or not getting what they need. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. when we suspend that and we just let people be human beings, it Mm -hmm. leaves us in a really quiet, loving space. This is really, really interesting. I don't know how long I'll continue with the non-judgment experiment, experiment, but it's, it's fruitful for sure. Because in every single situation through the holidays, it's love was the answer. Just Mm -hmm. permission to be human. Just like you said, you know, just... Mm-hmm. And then you feel loved by whomever you're with or by God. It's a great feeling. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed with the non-judgment experiments is how much room it leaves for possibility. Mm. I think maybe you experienced that too, JC, with your family, right? So I remember okay. talking about it, the idea of possibility. What happened with that? Just having that idea of what if, this goes way better than I thought it would go. Then yeah. I think it will go, right? Like, holy smokes. I, that was a, a concept I hadn't considered before. And it just kind of hit me in the head because it was so many past experiences gone wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the recording all comes up when you get together, you oh, know. Heaven, yeah. Yes. And even like with my husband and I, um, talking about it beforehand it was it was cool because we both recognized the space where we had been judgmental even though that even though it was hurtful right and even though it was painful but we hadn't let it go and that was oh my gosh 30 years ago, you know, years ago, right. Yeah. Then yeah. And then something go. else, yeah. right. And then something else happens. And so you just build that case, right? Mm-hmm. You're this lawyer, the lawyer inside of me builds this case and mm-hmm. it, it and really puts it on autopilot replay Boy, right. that's the worst when it's autopilot replay. Yep. Right. And just being able to come together, he and I, and just have this pact that we're going to let bygones be bygones. And we're going to start, we're going to have a fresh start. Here we are again, fresh start, Yeah, fresh start in 2024. It's a fresh start. And then what if, you know, having that, that thought and playing with that thought, what if it does go better than Mm -hmm. we think it 
than we think it will. And it did. And then coming back and reviewing it afterwards and talking about it and saying, wow, that was really cool. I want to do that again instead of, oh my gosh, it's another 30 years. It would be too soon, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't do this for another 30 years. That's right. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. It's true though. I did, when I first started to practice with this, I couldn't do it for more than like a minute. It almost was like a meditation. Okay, I'm going to suspend judgment. And then my brain would just run off to, like when we started the podcast, my husband's on the couch, sure he's going to die. Instant judgment, right? Irritation for me. But it's just all about my own personal judgment. And so when I first started it, I would just, I just tried to practice it, but I couldn't not judge. I just couldn't not judge. And then I got down on myself because I couldn't not judge. So I would just practice for three minutes at a time mm. or for 10 minutes at a time, or just noticing when I was judging, just being kind, you know, and taking care of it was really interesting. I had no idea how much I judged in my brain. <laughs> what do you think, Jen? Well, I think it's natural for us to judge because we're, we're, we have to make decisions in our life. It's just, this is, I think this is like a different type of judgment. This is like an yes. accusation type of judgment. It's like, a, I'm, e I'm either like demonizing somebody or, or making them like less than less than I'm, 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 I'm creating. Or more than, it's way critical, more than, right? or way less yeah, than. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, it's so, I mean, we have to make judgment. Our brain does it all the time. Right. But it's like being able to distinguish, is this just a judgment because I, I'm going to go get a drink of water now because I'm thirsty. You just, you just see what I'm saying? Or like, do I, do I grab a juice instead? You know, it's like those types of, of judgments. Right. This is a different type of judgment. I think. Yeah, I think it's totally a different kind of judgment. How would we call it? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has figured it out. Yeah. If y'all know, if y'all know the, the title of that kind of judgment. Mm -hmm. you know. Well, now that we're talking about that, like, um, with Mark being a cop for 30 years and all of the victims that came, he came across, right. And in his line of business, um, oftentimes he would hear that victim say, I saw that person and I had the feeling I should have gone the other direction. Or oh, cool. I saw this and I had the feeling this. So the feeling, the feeling. So it's really important. I don't want any of our listeners out there to disregard that because that no. comes from God, that's that, that is direction to keep us safe. And so learning, I think it's really important for us to learn how to discern and distinguish those judgments, right? is what am I feeling? What is my body telling me? What is my heart telling me? What is my head telling me? And going with that versus the other judgment. I had an experience when I was running and I would run in, in the dark at 5 a.m. with my flashlight. And there was one house um, when I would pass it, I knew somebody was always outside smoking on their front porch. I could smell the smoke as I would run by. Mm -hmm. And we were in the country, a gravel road I'm running on. And um, I would always get 
you know, just heightened alert, right? On that. Yeah. And he came out to the mailbox to get his paper um, one morning and just waved to me and was smiling and was friendly. I had my dog with me and, you know, I think pets are really good. My dog wasn't alerted or freaked out by him at all. But in my mind, I have this judgment. Oh, here's this guy, you know, he just mountain man, just kind of, kind of, you know, this judgment in my mind. And as I continued my run, I had the experience of that enlightenment come to me. That was like, this is not someone to be fearful of Hmm. this. This person is safe. Yet I've had other experiences where it was, yes, you stopping don't go there now. Yes. Yes. Right. Stop or turn around or whatever. And so learning to distinguish those two things is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And and pay attention. Pay attention. The best way to be able to distinguish those things is to have your heart in a loving place. Mm-hmm. in a peaceful, loving place. And then when you know, when something like that comes up, it's marked and you know to act on it immediately. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the other ways to have our heart in a loving place is to decide not to worry. Can we talk <laughs> just for a few minutes about, because worry is a form of judgment, right? Um, it's, it's really good for those of us who are creative. It's really easy for us to go into worry because we're great storytellers (laughs) and it's kind of a default for our brain, right? Because our brain's out there scanning the horizon, making sure it keeps us safe. So we can begin to worry really quickly. And then we create that fear and that anxiety, or maybe the anger and the betrayal, because we're telling each other, telling ourselves stories. So what do you guys do to kind of protect yourself and work with worry? Because there's another, that's another really important part to keeping our heart in a loving place, to feeling loved, to be able to get that intuition and that enlightenment that's so important as we work our way through our days. What do you do? I've kind of been doing something that's kind of, it's, I don't know if it's really helping me yet. So just every take this with a grain of salt. This All is right. It's, it's a new idea. Me trying to figure out what's going on inside my head. Because I come from a worry ward. That's what we call my mother. She's worried about everything. So a little bit was, we learned a little bit from her. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do is to recognize what I'm worrying about is a future thing. I have no control over what's going to happen. So just just understanding that and understanding that it is something that's coming from my brain. And then what I do is I just start to make the most outrageous stories of where this can go. Oh, fun. So it's just like, you know, just like totally like, just like, just weird stuff. Uh So I'm trying to tell my brain it can go any way it can go any weird and you have no control. But so I'm just trying to and, and after a while I laugh about it and it's gone. So I don't know what that's all about. So I'm trying but to figure it's making it, out. it playful, right? You make it playful. So. Like, yeah. and and making it just almost like into this fantastical story that could be some movie that would never, you, know, you see what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. there's no reality to it. So I love that. But mm. I don't know. I fantastical, mean, fantastical <laughs> and just funny. Out of the world, funny and just like, 
you know, ending up being related to like the Queen of England or something. You know, those those stories, you know, those weird, those, those things. So my brain is just like, this uh -huh. just could never, ever, ever work out. And then I just, right. the story kind of like fizzes out. And then, and then there's the flip side, which I know Jacine has said more than once, but what if it's wonderful? Yeah. What if it's yeah. wonderful? What, what, what if, if it's, it's good? Wonderful. Yeah. I loved, um, years ago we started watching This Is Us and it was, a oh, I love that show. That and was so fun. One of the, one of the things that I, I loved about it is you had a husband and wife and one of their go-to things was worst case scenario. Ooh. So kind of like you're saying, Jen. Like Jen's storytelling. Yes, yes. And just being able to speak it to another person, just like, okay, you tell me, what are you thinking here? What's the worst case scenario? And like the story is like really over the top, ridiculous. Yeah. And then, you know, the husband shares and then the wife shares, okay, this is what mine is. And then they both look at each other and they're just like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to be that. Yeah. It's probably going to be way better than that. But it lets it, it lets it go. And so that was something that we tried for a while. Mark and I had tried for a while and it was like really kind of cool. You know, it's like, okay, what, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> just let it go. Because really it's only a thought, right? Yeah. And a thought can be changed. That's like one of my most powerful thoughts that I have is it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. Mm -hmm. The thought only has as much power as I give it. And so I'm the creator and I get to choose what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to discard and what power I'm going to give to that thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's only a thought and a thought can be changed. And boy, just choose a thought that feels better. And obviously the ones with humor really do make you feel better. Right. Um, I know I go, I've told you guys the stories before well, where I'll call Aubrey when I'm freaked out and I'll say, that's it. We're just all gonna, everything's going to fall apart and we're just going to, I'm going to die under a bridge. <laughs> going to just take my little paper bag of my possessions and I'll have to live under the bridge and I'm just going to die under the bridge. And she, the first time she said to me, well, mom, don't build the bridge. I just didn't get it at all. I'm like, what do you mean don't build the bridge? It's like, well, look, there's no bridge. You can't build, you can't die under the bridge. And so I had to ponder on that for a long time, but my thoughts were creating the bridge. And so don't build the bridge. And so often when I start to worry in that tumble and things begin to escalate, that thought will come to me. Don't build the bridge. Go think about something else like something funny or something outrageously worst case scenario. But when I can short circuit the worry, then I can feel the love because the love is always there, right? It's just always there. It's surrounding us in nature. It's surrounding us in family. It's just always there. If we turn the other stuff off, then the love is right there. The I think it, keeps coming, it keeps coming back to where's your focus, right? Yes. All is where's your focus? Is it me centered? Yes. Is it God centered? You know, where is that focus? And what am I going to feel when my focus is pointing all towards me? It's that anxiety, you know, just like in, in CMH coaching, the creator based way, that's something that is taught all the time, right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all it's of those things. You want an outcome focus, right? Mm -hmm. And the outcome focus obviously focuses outward. 
Mm-hmm. So we pick what our outcome is, whether our outcome is love or peace or building a bridge or <laughs> keeping love or whatever it is. It's always an outcome focus that will get us what we want. Because ultimately what we want is love and peace and harmony and contentment and health and good sleep, you know, and to be comfortable. Those are all things we want. So when we're in an outcome focus, we can choose the thoughts to create that. Jen, you have a lot of experience in that outcome focus. What have you learned with that? Huh. <laughs> I'm all like, ah! Just think Sorry, about, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I know you do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, even let's go back to the jumpstart that you did on Saturday, your right. portion of it. For me, that was super, super powerful. Just that exercise is so outcome focused, right? We had to choose a statement. So share a little bit about that. Yeah, can you just um, review it? Well, it's actually, I, I think it's actually something that you can learn to be as a skill. I mean, I didn't realize I was not outcome focused person, that I was always focusing on the past and what went wrong and how wrong I was instead of like, outward looking for possibilities and looking for experiences and looking for that. And um, yeah, just with the, with the jump start, it was just learning to train your brain to look for the possibility, look for the outcome. And in doing mm-hmm. so though, you have to be careful not to focus strictly on the arrival because you're going to arrive eventually you can get almost like stuck in destination arrival destination issue you know and where it's like you get frustrated because you're not there already you're in process process. you want to focus on the process process and your effort and I really loved how JC in the beginning of it was talking about how um, John C. Maxwell does does his end of year stuff and I'm like you know what I'm going to do end of week and end of month to keep up kind of keep that like okay look how far you've come or look where maybe you had your little struggle Mm -hmm. and so that helps me I think to keep that effort focus that procedure Mm -hmm. process focus instead of oh I'm not there yet oh I'm not there yet oh I'm not there yet I'm not that I'm not that no you will become that if you You will yeah one of my favorite favorite ways to work with my week is to spend Friday just reviewing what went well this week, right? What am I most proud of? What went well? And then Sunday, what is my outcome for the week going to be? What am I doing? And what's my focus? You taught me that what went well, you taught me that phrase. And it really shifted a lot for me because, you know, I can sit and complain about a lot of things. I mean, I I mean, that's what (laughs) I trained myself to look at. That's just who I was. Well, that's what was modeled for you. You're just working on it. And and you did that. And so you can fix something. And I was never like really taught to look on, well, what was the good stuff? What went well? And then you start to realize there's a lot that went well, but you don't well. And when we're looking at what went well, we're not Mm -hmm. judging and we're not worrying and Mm -hmm. we're feeling the love. And when you look at what went well, it it changes. It almost like balances that Mm teeter-totter. And you're like, oh, I I do have a lot of good or I can do a lot of good. I am am able. I am powerful. I can do this. You know, I have abilities. So, yeah. I don't know if that's what you have the endless possibilities. I love it. Yeah, so many. So endless possibilities. Choose the ones that help you feel loved and secure. Because it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. We're creators by heritage, right? The second principle in creator-based coaching 
First is I am the creator of my own life experience. But the second is I have within me light and truth, all the power I need to grow and progress. We have power. We're powerful people and we get to choose. And so we can choose. We can choose worry. We're good at it. It's been modeled. It's modeled all the way through our society for us. Or we can choose an outward focus for something that we really want, a possibility or a loving experience. Or what if it's wonderful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So should we try that this week? We'll just play with it. What if it's wonderful? And let's see what happens. I like it. Good to be back. We'll be back again next Monday, same time, same bat channel. But before that happens, tonight we have Mastermind, and I'm stoked about laughter yoga. And tomorrow we have Coach and Clear, which will be equally wonderful. I just can't wait to see what that group of faith-filled women brings. And Wednesday, there's book club, yeah? Mm-hmm. There's book, book, club. book club this week. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this book. I already started <laughs> it. It's so good. It's the power of moments. So it's focusing on either focusing on moments that happen, but what if you create moments? I love that. All right. I'm going to have to pull that up on Kindle. I didn't even know about that one yet. So it is, let me do a screen here. So you guys have it. I think it's two brothers. Yep. Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Yep. All right. So it is a beautiful. and Dan Heath. That's yep. A great yep. Power of moments available on Amazon right here in my phone. So <laughs> my cart. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's That's so right. good. It's, it is yeah. so good. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. And mm-hmm. if you didn't catch the Inspired Goals Jumpstart on Saturday, I think it was one of the best we've ever done. So find it and watch it. It's there for you on the 5050 Girl page. And it's going to be so great. You'll love it that you watched it. And that's really part of it. And then coming up the first weekend in February, there's another one, but I'm not going to tell you about it because I want to keep you, (laughs) but it'll be a really good one. I know that. So till next time. And then, and then big news, big news, big news. We're doing anxiety. Oh my gosh. I forgot the anxiety masterclass. Yes. That is, that is huge. Okay. JC, wait. Two minutes. Tell us about the anxiety masterclass. I completely forgot to bring that in. And it's huge. It is so cool. It is. It is really huge. It's really huge. Um. So, yeah. So mark your calendars. Um. You know, part of it is if you're tired of that constant chaos that's in your mind, you it's just want to say, in there. Right. Say goodbye to the anxiety. And then what if you could just say hello to a life filled with joy and calm and self-confidence and do it in the creator-based way. So um, come and join us. Mark your calendars. We'll be um, and check, check your email, check your Facebook, check the Facebook. Page. It'll be on Eventbrite as well for those of right. you that love yeah. Eventbrite. But it's a six-week class and it's six good classes that will help you come into your present self and the person that you really want to be and find that outcome base and find that peace and work through the things that are hard because they're hard on purpose. That's how we grow. So mm-hmm. we're going to, it's, we're going to learn together and we're going to create that peace that Jason's talking about. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's really important. So the 8th of February, that's the kickoff. Is that a Thursday? I'm thinking that's a Thursday night. 
I believe it is. I'm thinking that's a Thursday night. It'll be seven central. It is Thursday night. Yep. Yeah. And it'll be live and we'll mm -hmm. be doing it. So information forthcoming, but mark the calendar because you don't want to yep. miss it. All right. Beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful week. Stay warm. <laughs> yep. It's going to be in the negatives at my house. Thursday, hey, girlfriend. Saturday. Negative 13 on Saturday. Oh, stay warm. Yeah. You'll have all those beautiful white walls to look at. Yes. Warm, beautiful stuff. That'll be great. All right. Well, great to see you. I'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Bye. I can choose to be happy. Choose to be free. Moment by moment. It's all up to me. Because what I think about, I bring about. That's the way it is. And there is no doubt. Day by day, I pave the way with every little thought I think. Thanks for joining us today in a creator-based life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Day I pave the way with every little thought of that.